Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, I'm Polly Campbell, and this is Simply Said. Simply Said is the place we come together to talk about the simple things we can do to live well, do good, and be happy. And we might just change the world along the way. Or at least have fun trying. Are you ready? Let's go! Hello, hello! We're back. Hoping you're having a good week. I am. This is Polly Campbell on Simply Said, and this is a special episode here on the show where we talk about practical ways, and I mean, even the things I can do to live well and do good and be happy. And if you can do them, if you can do them, and if I can do them, you can do them. And it's a special week here because my buddy Sherry is back. She's always clear to let me know what's working, what's full of baloney. And she's also super resilient, something we've talked about here on the show, something I write about a lot in my life because I think this quality of resilience is is really, it's a cluster of qualities that we can all develop and practice to bounce back from adversity and move through the setbacks in our life a little faster and with a little less stress. You know, as I mentioned in the episode a few weeks ago, resilience doesn't take the pain away, but it helps us come through it a bit stronger. It helps us move forward without getting stuck in it. Who doesn't have adversity? Who isn't facing setbacks? You know, even the the stress that comes from the good things in our life, like a new marriage or a new baby or a new job, requires resilience to manage. And so I'm all about finding the tools and giving us the opportunities and possibilities to elevate our lives and move through those experiences so that we can feel better doing them. And uh, one of the components of resilience, a huge component of resilience is social support. We need to reach out to each other. We need to support each other. We need to uh, lift each other up and vent to each other. And research shows that when we do that, we are less depressed. We have uh, lower incidences of anxiety and mental illness. And we really feel more satisfied and more joyful in our lives. So there's a lot of perks. And one of the people I reach out to time and time again for billions of years since we met in college is my buddy, Sherry. Sherry, I know that we have often talked about resilience and the ways we get through the tough times because we've had some tough times. And I I think um, I go back to the days in college when we were pretty sure that we had life all figured out. And the biggest challenge we had was finals. And it took about 30 seconds for me to get out of school and realize that I might be facing a few things bigger than that, right? Life gets a little tougher as we go on. Hey, Polly. Well, thanks for having me back. Um, but I, I was thinking, actually, our biggest challenge in college was whether to watch Baywatch or Saved by the Bell. So had, 
had anyone said to me back then, these will be the things that you'll face in the next 30 years of your life, I would be like, nope, not me. No, no, it, it, it happens. It happens. And it's shocking when it does. Like (laughs) I can see some of the things coming down the pike and I'm still surprised by it. But over the years, I think part of this is the wisdom that comes with age, which I really believe is a thing, but I probably didn't when I was 25. But there's a certain strength and power that comes from remembering the storms that we have weathered before. I think resilience really layers on. And we all have these qualities. Resilience is made up of a series of characteristics, optimism, humor, social connection, self-efficacy, which is a sciencey term for believing in your own abilities, right? We all have strengths that we can pull on during these trying times. And you don't want to have a cancer diagnosis, been there, done that, you know? You don't want to live with chronic illness or lose a loved one or lose a job. But so what? Those things are going to happen. If we are, are fortunate enough to live a long life, we're going to have ups and downs, sick kids and, and tough marriages or times in our marriage. We're going to have those kinds of ups and downs. So I'm much more interested in the skills we build and cultivate as we go along, an emergency kit of sorts that we can draw from so that when we hit those times, which we know are coming, we're ready for them and we can deal with them a little easier. Like I said before, it doesn't take away the pain. It just means we can deal with it. Do you have a a take on that? Do you have any tried and true habits or methods that one, when the shit comes down, can I even say that word? I'm not sure I can say that word on a podcast without telling everyone this is an adult grown-up podcast, but when the shit comes down, do you have anything you turn to that, that carries you a little bit along the way? I thought I'd be the first one to cuss during this it conversation. There it goes. <laughs> I will admit, and you know this about me, that I was very late to the game when it came to um, anything you just said about about <laughs> resilience. I've always been somebody who's thought I could handle everything on my own, no matter what came down the pike. I didn't want other people to know my problems, worry about me. I didn't want to burden them. And I kept a lot of my stuff quiet. And that didn't get me very far. It actually got me quite ill. I made myself physically ill by keeping my my issues inside. So um, it wasn't until my mom passed away three years ago, and I was just so, it was such a dark time, and people just rallied around me. Like, they didn't give me a choice. Like, they just came in, supported me in every way, shape, or form, and it felt so amazing. I'm like, oh my gosh. I want this. I, I want this in my life, regardless of hard times or not. I want this support. I want this connection. But it did take that that very dark time to make me realize how powerful uh, the support of other people can be. How did you start sharing some of those more vulnerable times when you hadn't before? Did that feel weird? It does feel weird because you, it, it makes you, it made me feel like I was weak and I, I couldn't handle things on my own. So, you know, reaching out and just disclosing things wasn't necessarily my first go-to, but I wanted to feel c- connected. So I'm like, 
what can make me feel more connected to people without having to like, blah, here's the problems. I'm going through this and this and this and this. I wasn't ready for that. Um, but one thing that has always been really important to me is um, connecting through others through giving back. So it was, it's simple ways of giving back to other people got me through some really dark times from my mom and from an illness, which I know we'll discuss and from a difficult marriage. Um, simple things, uh, making eye contact with somebody in a grocery store and saying, have a nice day, uh, opening the door for somebody. Um, one of my favorite things, what it is still is like during the holidays when the parking lots are completely crowded and there's one parking space left, you just let the person come in the other way, have that spot, wave mm -hmm. at them and drive on by. Oh, just, sim yeah, just, just simple things that make you, you feel connected, but you don't necessarily feel like um, you, you have to lay your troubles on, on the world. There's a lot of research that shows that um, the person who is doing the giving back or the giving in the ways that you mentioned actually get a greater boost physically. They, they, their heart rate drops, their stress level drops, they're able to cope with their own challenges a lot more effectively, um, even more than the person who's getting the help. But you know you're making somebody else's day too. Like I was uh, a, a couple months ago, I was down at the beach um, for the 4th of July and I was carrying all this stuff to take down and meet my family on the beach. And there were these stairs that I had to get down and they were really unlevel. Uh, there, and there was no railing and I, I got trapped. I'm, my balance isn't good anymore and uh, my hands were full. And there was nothing to hold on to. And I got halfway down the stairs and I realized if I took another step, I was afraid I was fall. And I was so frustrated and so disappointed in myself that my, my body is changing to a point where I couldn't make it work. And I was standing there, trapped, feeling trapped, trying to figure out how I was going to go. And I watched this lady walk down the sidewalk above me. And she made eye contact with me. She walked about a quarter of a block. She came right down the steps and she said, hey, it looks like you could use a hand. Can I help you with this? She wasn't condescending. She wasn't friendly, like we didn't need to be besties. She didn't ask me if I need, if I was in trouble. She just took a handful of my stuff and put my hand on her shoulder and walked me down the steps and then she took off. And it made such a difference in my day because I didn't feel childlike, but I clearly needed the help. So I got where I needed to go. And I know that when she walked away, she felt better about her life and herself. Because like you said, that kind of connection is a game changer for all of us in I really believe if we do those little things, um, we can change the world. It, it does. It starts with sometimes I know people are so resilient. I am just, I'm fascinated by the people in my life and what they've been through and the things they go on to do and accomplish and their positive attitude. People are really resilient, but it can seem so overwhelming in the moment. And so it's just, those little steps that you can do just day to day that just little by little by little by little help you bounce back. It, it's not the big meaty stuff you feel like you have to take on to try to get through it. It's the little stuff that makes a difference. And I think it's important to remember to draw on the point that you just mentioned. You know, we all have these big traumas. We all lose loved ones or animals that I consider loved ones too. We all 
um, at one time or another have a scary health issue or someone we love has a scary health issue. And in those moments, which I've been there, and I know you've been there too, it can feel so isolating and so lonely. And yet literally millions of people, the guy next door or the friend down the street or the kid in school have been there before. And I have found that when I start to share a little bit, you know, for years, I never talked about the chronic illness I live with. I kept that very private because I didn't want to be judged for it and because I wasn't very secure in it myself. I found when I started sharing bits and pieces of that with people, I'm amazed at how many people are going through the same thing. And when I was brave enough to open myself up, not only get, did I get the support I needed to be healthier in my own life, but I was able to give support to other people who needed that as well. I completely agree with that. And part of, um, what I have been doing. So of the past three years, I have been in recovery from anorexia, which you know very well. Um, although I think I tried to keep that for you from you from a while, for a while too. But as part of my recovery process, I have started writing a blog and sharing my story in hopes of connecting with others and supporting others uh, who might be going through a similar journey. There's not a lot of adult people, a lot of it's teen oriented. So I wanted to give a resource to, for adults who might be struggling. And it, it's the way for me to not only give back and help, but a, a way to um, just connect with others. It's part of my recovery and helping other people in their recovery. It's a great resource. And if you, um, and I think it's an honest take, and I appreciate that. How can people find your blog? You can find it at www.skinny-truth.com. So skinny-truth.com. And that's our Simply Nifty for today. Each week we have a Simply Nifty segment, something that I like, a practice that I use that elevates my life, a video, a book that makes life better. And whether you're dealing with this particular challenge of adult anorexia uh, in your life or in you, Go and just take a glance. Sherry, I think it's really accessible and really honest, and we all have some challenge. And when we can come together and, and share our resources and our ideas and our humor with each other, I think it makes the rest of it easier to bear. Thanks for that, Polly. And truly, humor, very important. Another thing about resilience, and this is something that uh, you push back on me on this one for years. And now I hear you telling me my words back. So you're, you're in the ballgame now. But another principle I think of resilience and one I, I talked about in, in the resilience episode is, is called reframing. And, and that's kind of a sciencey term, but it's basically a, a technique or an approach where you just tell the other side of the story. And I think one thing that we need to remember when we're locked in our drama and trauma, which is real, I mean, this is not gonna take that stuff away, but we can tell all sides of the story. And it's really easy to look at the problem and say, well, this is never gonna get any better. Or my kid really acted out in school today or did this stupid thing, all is lost. When the reality is, oh, they just learned something new and maybe you don't love it, but at least they're developing normally. Or yeah, this doesn't work. I hate this part of my, I hate that my mom died. This is really awful and sad, which is true. And at the same time, it allowed uh, me to get closer to my dad or it allowed me to come out of my shell and try some new things. 
I think it's really important when we're dealing with the drama of our lives to recognize there are multiple sides of every story and reframe the drama in a way that makes it easier to cope because all those sides of the story are true and we forget to look at the silver linings sometimes. I did push back on you for that for years. There were there were times, as I said, I'm I'm late to this ball game. You've been pro- more progressive than me in this whole positive, meditative, this whole world. That, but I'm there. But I did push back. It used to piss me off because I wanted to feel sorry for myself. I wanted to hate my job. I wanted to hate my husband. I wanted to complain about my kids. And you would come around and you would offer a different, more positive perspective. And it would piss me off. And what changed? I know I still you know, piss off, but what changed? It, there just comes a point where it's not working for you anymore. Like, I think just through life, when one thing hits and then another and then another, and the older you get and the more life happens, the more you, I think it just hit me. I don't want to live like that anymore. I don't want to live under a dark cloud. I I really think that's it, you know, and that's why I'm doing the podcast. That's why I write these books, like how to live an awesome life, because we make it too complicated. Life is hard enough. Why not give the advantage of using these little tips and tricks and approaches so that we can feel better in this moment? that we can have just a better moment right now. And you know what, that creates some momentum and we go forward from this place and the next moment's a little better and the next moment's a little better. And by the end of it, we look back on our life. We have all these little moments that made for a great big, better, easier, more fun, more joyful life. That doesn't take away the sting of the bad, but it means we are more than capable of dealing with it. And, and you know, building on your social connections and, and reframing the bad news, good news stories, and finding humor in the absurdity of it all. I mean, sometimes our humor, Sherry, is very dark. We we both had cancer. We both had different things. But it's always been something that we could cope with. I'm not saying you want to. I'm saying we are capable. And simply remembering that, knowing that you are already resilient, actually builds resilience. So pull on these things. Take a minute today and look at the strengths in your life and search for evidence. You've been in messes before and you've come through them before. Remind yourself what you're capable of and who you are. And that brings us to the Simply Start segment. And Sherry, I wanna go back to your idea of giving back. I think that is one of the simplest and most empowering ways to simply start living without the black cloud, to simply elevate our experience by giving back to each other. And I think what you said is really important. When we talk about volunteering or giving back, we think big money and big time, but you're talking about giving up a parking space. That takes nothing, right? That takes nothing. And the number one thing on my list, if I were to say, do something today would say, put an I love you note in your husband's work bag or your kid's lunch. Just a simple, I love you. I love that. Another note I had here in on my pages was to, to write a note of appreciation to somebody. You know, people make mistakes and they do crazy things, including me. But when you take a beat just to share a note, an email or, or a handwritten note telling somebody you care about 
or even a stranger who's done a good thing, like the shout out to the woman who helped me on the beach. It uplifts you, it uplifts them, and that's a good place for us to simply start on everything else. Sherry, tell us again where we can find your blog and start building that network of social support. That would be at www.skinny-truth.com. www.skinny-truth.com. Check it out. Sherry, thanks for being here. You come back again and, and straighten me out. Thanks again, Polly. This is really fun. And that's it, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Be back next week with more practical ways to elevate our life and live well, do good, and be happy. How was that? I thought that was good. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Hour. I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast, Back to the Arena, the Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one -on -one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the Interviews. Electric Acid.